hey, it's so I love you too much to forsake you. Oh, oh. I want to bless you and embrace you. You gotta come to me because I don't chase you. But I suggest you choose me, but I won't make you. That's how you get your breakthrough. Because I really needed it. Felt your pressing out. Dad, I'm finally obedient. Thank you for your Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Overseer Thomas A. Bulliam Sr. And we are blessed time on this day to render unto you and to give unto you just um, some things on the word of God and whatever God has laid upon this time, this moment in the season. Uh, I'm usually coming from a different direction, <clears throat> different setup. But um, God has blessed us to make some small changes, and we are excited about them. God has placed something on our hearts and a word of God in our spirits. It is really good to to know that the Heavens Harvest Ministry family has been doing well. We are recovering and doing well, and we thank God for all of his blessings. If you want to plant a seed, you can plant a seed at the dollar sign, Thomas Pulliam, SR. Um, just cash app, and we got some wonderful things going on in this particular time. The word of God is powerful right now, and and is we've been handling the Godhead of family um, at Heaven's Harvest Ministries. But um, on this moment, in this period of time, we're going to deal with um, self control and self discipline. Being able to put yourself in the position to um, allow God to use you and to use you in um, the place where he knows he can trust you. We had a beautiful time um, on Sunday working through the book of Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, and it says, Bless, I'm sorry, cursed. Let him say, Bless, cursed is the man that putteth his trust in man. And he says later on that you will you'll be blessed if you put your trust in the Lord. That's a self discipline. That is a self discipline to put your heart in the right place and to be able, amen, to do exactly as God has given you and holding and focusing on the mission at hand. Man have a mission, and then God truly has a mission on your behalf, and that self-control requires strong self-discipline and getting not getting off course, but maintaining, not losing self-control because the Word of God says that the lack of self-control brings misery um, to your heart. So that's in Proverbs, the 25th chapter, and the 28th verse. It says, a man without self-control is like a city broken and left without walls. Um, that lack of discipline, my God, it does something to the heart does something to the structure of every man and every woman of God. There, there is a structure that we have um, within ourselves, but sometimes um, sometime that discipline is not the plan of God where we are focused. And to focus on that plan of God means to get through adversity and to fight your way through circumstances and to fight your way through um, the turmoil of life. Um, Nehemiah showed it. He showed it grandly as many came um, against him into repairing the walls and building the walls and restoring the temple and all that he had to do. Um, he ran into uh, the dilemma 
of people, ran into the dilemma of them close to him, ran into the dilemma of the kingship and uh, the, those who were coming against him, close to him, away from him, the rulers that was against him. He still had to fight and had to fight like a man, had to fight building with one hand and warring with the other and still be able to stand. When we look at the word of God and it says he that have no rule over his own spirit. It's like a city that is a broken down and with wall, without walls sets a tone um, that he that have no rule over himself is dangerous to the discipline of others, become dangerous to the aspect of where God can use him or her, dangerous to the aspect of what would be a man that would be the level to keep them in the mission of God and not let the world take that away from them. Um, that first John covers that and said, you have to have that discipline because if you're a lover of the world, you're not a lover of God, which means you off the vision and you off the focus of God and what God has placed upon you. Many men and women of God have placed a different vision in front of you according to where they're walking. And they'll become frustrated and angry. And there's a payment they would try to give you um, because you will not get off track, because you won't lose your focus. God doesn't have to pay you. God doesn't have to do anything to you. Um, God just removes his hand and the covering is lost. You you would know by the action of it whether God has to do or whether God just releases his hand from things. But when you are focused in the will of God, your adversities become your testimony. Your problems become solutions to the other areas of your life and people's lives. And you find something else beautiful in that your wisdom grow. Yes, as you gain self-control, your wisdom grow because your experiences start to be something pleasurable. Um, it, it deals with um, in our lives that as we go through, there cannot be a compromise um, in that self-discipline. Because the devil comes in like a flood, and and what happens? We lift up a standard, but he comes and he's going to and fro, seeking we may devour, and he's going to and fro, trying to be sure, Amen. That he causes you to become almost in a place of, um, in a state of anxiety where you think God won't come through, and God will. You just have to put your labor in. The labor is required. The labor becomes everything that you are, but that that discipline becomes something. And the word of God is trying to get you. Do not become undisciplined and do not be in a position of lack and self-control in the vision and the will of, that God has placed upon you because it makes you vulnerable and it makes you defenseless. Because what happens is when you lack control, you put others in the same frightening and vulnerable position that you're in and give them the fear that you possess. The enemy is trying daily to um, he's, to shake your stand. He's trying daily. Amen. But in his daily pursuit of you, in his daily trials of your life, in his daily of trying to sift you, and in his daily pursuit, amen, to get you not to trust God. And he'll do little things um, around you to make you unsafe, feeling unsafe in God, as if he can do something to break your faith, especially when he gets lost in his own antics and forget that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and nothing shall separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. But he tries these antics because he wants you to lose your self-control, which is lose your faith and your trust in God because God has not given you the spirit of fear. So he's trying to break that. And he, what he does is if he can self 
destruct you. He has taken all the promises of your family, uh, co-workers, life, and relationships, and he has removed them. Amen. You have to learn to control so many things in order to win this battle. And one of the things is your temper, controlling the things that's happening around you and, and being sure that you don't lose your heart toward the house of God and, and your anger toward people and their pursuits of you. And if you're like me, that gets tough sometimes. It gets tough not to be angry. It gets tough not, amen. Um, it gets tough to forgive and to come back without a, a preset motion against an individual. It's tough, a amen, because we're in the body of Christ. Y'all know we're good. We're really good at saying we are over, we are through with something. But the next move we make is in remembrance of when God said, I forgot your sin. <laughs> and I keep giving you a fresh beginning, but to control that element um, uh, of anger in your temper is, is not easy. But if you don't, you start having self-destruction um, because it blinds you to the peace of God. It blinds you to the love of one another. It binds, blinds you to the peace. Amen. And it binds you. It blinds you to all the things. Amen. That are the promises of God because your anger makes you become evil and evil is the premeditated act against an individual. That premeditated act makes you evil, which makes you ungodly. It's the world that does these things because vengeance is mine, says the Lord of hosts. So there, there is no reason for you to have revenge against an individual. Trust me, if you're in the hands of God, God will take care of you. If you're in the promises of God, trust me, God will take care of you. That Bible said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed baking bread. You don't have to worry. Hey, man, you just have to dwell in the secret place of the most under the shadow of the moment. God will take care of you. I know I got witnesses there. And one of the other things that we have to fight against while we learn in this self-control and self-discipline is our mouths and our speech and our communication that we do not have corrupt communication and that we watch this smallest member of our mouths and watching the smallest member being careful that we do not um, speak evil. And, and he said, what, what defiles you is what come out of your mouth and um, being sure that the words are, are, are tempered to excellence. The words are tempered to peace and songs and hymns and uplifting our brothers and sisters and, and having a word of peace for them and being sure that our mouths and our language and our speech um, gives God the glory. And sometimes that's really tough. But when you are seeking the Lord and chasing after God and doing the will of God, you, you will find that God mm, is good, not some of the time, but what? All the time and all the time. Y'all know how that thing went. And all the time, God is what? Good. And think about it. We keep forgetting. And his mercy endureth forever. I, I am I am blessed. And the thing I'm blessed by, as I look all over this screen, amen, the thing I'm blessed by is that God never fails. And that's one of the things that we have to remember uh, as we get into being sure that we solve problems, being sure that we handle problems, being sure that we resolve problems. And um, the, the heat or, or the temperature of our own mind.
um, will either bring blessings or curses according to the scriptures. Amen. Your mouth can, but I'm going to tell you this, it can't do both. Amen. But it will do one of the two. And we have to be careful at all times that when we speak to our brothers and sisters in Christ, amen, that we are not within our hearts and our minds, but so is a man thinketh, so is he. We don't want to be in those both of those portions claiming and speaking love and taking the word of God and trying to make it manifest within our hate and manifest within these things. Sometimes you just got to go through some battles and, and realize it's not you. Amen. You got to go through some battles and realize, amen, I've done nothing and realize, no, it's not me. And I have to be patient with the individual who's walking through the lack of control of their temper, who's walking through the lack of control of their mouths. Maybe I can bring peace into their lives by just watching mine and not contributing to the fire. But that, that Bible is so powerful. It talks about, amen, a person with mischief in their heart and soul can't control their mouths. Their, their mouths would say the status of who they are. And also, another one that we have to discipline and get self-control over is our greed for the things of this life. And the Bible is clear. Um, the love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say having money is the root of all evil. It's the love of it. And we, we take it into some depth, and we have to realize that when your greed supersedes you in what you do, after a while, you would do anything to get what you want. And then after a while, what you have then, and I know I keep saying that after a while, because we put in a timetable there, amen, because all the timetables work something, patience works something, everything works something. And then, and then what happens too is our greed settles in into um, our flesh, Amen. Lust of the eye and, and lust of the flesh and the pride of life. You start desiring. Amen. And then you make it manifest by any way possible, even without God. You will work through anything just to get the desire of your heart. I'm telling you, everybody's not saved and everybody doesn't have the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's why you have to come in with the gift of God and you have to show others that the greed is not good to be greedy for things. And God has already taken care and he's reached the pinnacle of his gifting for you that day. And you've received all you needed to receive. Now it's time to rest in his glory and to lay back and receive that thing that comes with a certain heart. That comes with a discipline. That comes with a self-determination. That comes with a self-control to be able to say that is enough amen that's enough of my food that's enough of what i received that's enough i'm content so as i have and i'm just gonna have to be glad with where i am your body does it your body only receives a certain amount of food before it regurgitates it oh good god your body can only do a certain amount of exercise before it goes that's enough i have nothing else to give let me rest up um the only thing is hard to do only thing that cannot stop that is hard our hearts and our greed. We got to turn to God for that. God has to slow us up for a minute. God has to let the process finish with things because every process within these things um, brings a different reaction. So as you cannot get your greed, your temper goes up and you lose the communication of your speech in your mouth and you start to destroy others with your language and with your acts of sin. And can I give y'all something? God does not need for you 
out on anybody. I, I, it's a lack of discipline when you have to cuss out and show out and do things out of the will of God. Uh, and the devil's trying to trap you in the action. That's all he is. Sin is rapid. The saints of God, are, are, they don't challenge one another in the truth of their walk. Amen. So here we are with bad tempers, bad speech, greed, and then we have heavy appetites for the things that are not of God. My goodness, that Romans, the first chapter, man, puts that thing in some context, even though we get past faith into faith and we get past not being ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, then it gets into appetites. And it talks about the appetite of men and women toward one another and the destruction of family and the daughters against mothers, sons against fathers. And then it gets into the appetite of men for men and women for women. And, and, and then it breaks down later and says for all of those who don't want to deal with with you an accessory to the crime and it's that says so much um, that your appetite um, for greed, appetite for lust, appetite um, for corrupt communication, and your appetite for temper and anger and, and generational mm -hmm, generational victim, victimization, and your appetite to feel as if something's done to you because God has done it all, but you have not released it all to him, and you need that pity and sorrow moment, because um, the, then you have lost uh, the mind that you should have have in Christ um, because this mind should have been transformed and that thing touches something because when your appetite does not get fulfilled in sin um, and the greed does not get fulfilled and the lust and your desires do not get fulfilled your communication gets very corrupt amen because there's a spiritual anger that comes out of you and the temper that you thought the Holy Ghost had taken care of that you didn't lay aside the issues of it it comes forward just from not fulfilling that appetite the thoughts that have not been made captive. You have not captivated your thoughts. You have not brought them under captivity. And now um, your mind has not stayed on Jesus. It stayed on the anguish. It stayed on the anguish of the situations that are bothering you. Now you have lost your discipline in God. Now you've lost your self-control in God. Now you've lost your heart for God. Now you're damaging to the people of God. Now you're damaging to the things of God. Now you're damaging to the things of the heart of God that are necessary. Now you're going to operate on your ambitions. Now you're about to operate on your impulses. And boy, now you're dangerous. Oh, good God. Now you're very dangerous because now you're out of control. Amen. And when you have discipline, you protect other people's lives because that discipline sets the wall. Walls, amen, that protect the city. And when there's self-discipline, amen, built into lives in the name of Jesus, people are less vulnerable and less likely to fail. Because why? The self-control that you have becomes the power that keeps them. And it starts to, to, to cause a, a move of God in the lives. The word of God is clear that every man that thrives for the mastery of, of his temper in all things, amen, he will not be receiving an incorruptible crown because we are incorruptible. But that an aged man be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and in patience, according to Titus 2 and 2. So there's something there that 
dad, in your discipline, in your age, in your wisdom, in your control of your temper and the control of your miles and the control of your lust and your greed and the control of your appetite and controlling your thoughts. Boy, that sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Amen. Then there's a control of your impulses to feel as if you must respond. But when you discipline yourself in God, you can protect others. Uh, the, the branches of your tree were spread wide to shade the hearts of many men. And you start to see the glory of God, the power of God. Hey, hey man, start looking at um, how you can contribute to the wisdom of the heart of men and women who desires discipline. And say, let my God, let my experience, if you don't mind, be ministry to somebody's heart. God, let my experience be ministry, amen, to their walk in the Lord. I have seen people claim discipline because they technically discipline. Their heart is not. Amen. Their heart is not. They got those they cannot, they cannot stand the sight of. They got those they don't even want to talk. I've watched the body of Christ not even speak to one another. I've watched the body of Christ not even deal with each other because they have an issue. They don't even know why they don't even like each other. They, they don't even really know. Really, amen. The Bible is correct when Jesus said, forgive them. They know not what they do. They don't know why they have hatred. They just heard that you don't belong to their organization. And so now I just don't like you. Or are you from a certain side of town, so I don't like you. Or you go to so-and-so's church, so I just don't like you. And some folks just don't like people, and they just don't like those who serve the Lord. But that has nothing to do with you. Under your discipline, under the self-control in your life, amen, you get an opportunity, amen, to demonstrate the power and the wisdom of God and to be peaceable unto all men and to love all men because they belong to God, because Christ is the head of your life. And you get a chance to see his workings. And from that, you get to distribute to the world a self-discipline, a spirit of moderation, and an authority, amen, over the works of the enemy. I'm telling you now, if you discipline yourself, you'll get a chance to see the hand of God in every area because you will see him as he is. You will start to see the works that Satan try in every area, and you know when it's coming. You will start to see the deceitfulness of Satan. And Satan doesn't like it when you have discernment or you've been trained or wisdom and granted to you to see his ways. He, he gets upset. But when you get these qualities of self-discipline, the truthfulness of all things start to deal with you because you start speaking to others in truth. And you do it in love. Y'all know that word of God. Amen. But you speak the truth in love. And you start to minister to individuals from your heart and really saying to them, I refuse to see you fail. I don't want to see you go to hell. I want to see you saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to watch you grow. I want to watch you strengthen. I want to watch you empowered. I want to watch you walk a life pleasing to God to be able to see the glory that God has given unto men. I'm telling you now, um, the Bible is clear that you got to return good for evil. The Bible says do not return evil for evil. So under your discipline, when your heart wants to react, you got to return good for evil and showing kindness to your enemies. And being able to walk in the pleasure of God and going past yourself, your heart and your emotions and say, God, I'm going to win them to you with my love and kindness. Is that easy every day? No. Do you have to restart, push restart every day? Yes. Sometimes you have to push restart. 
and you have to start all over again. Amen. Because you had an emotional shift the day before some things um, shifted into you. You had a second that you lost your security of yourself and had a moment you responded within your old man and your old man was able to get a piece of you. But I'm telling you right now in the name of Jesus that you can do this thing with power. You can do this thing with understanding. And, and then you will find a place of peacefulness and spirit-fueled environment. And with that, you start to look at now you're in a peaceable place and God's able to work with you. God's able to open your heart, your heart toward the better things of what he desires for man. I'm telling you now in the name of Jesus, there are some blessings that are called for your life within your self-control and your discipline that's going to open you up to the people of God um, that are defenseless and vulnerable so you can teach them peace, so that you can teach them the way of the Lord, so you can teach them to, to control all these things and can do it with power and sharing the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I just want to incline upon you to never lose your hope that it is possible to pull it together, that it's possible to walk in the way and the will of God, that it's possible to do what God has called you to do. Sometimes it's just best to do what he says. Um, I, I don't, I, and I never have liked, I don't and I never have liked um, some, a lot of times podcasting and things, and, and it was not a desire of my heart. Once again, I was put to task, amen, by God and some other things of the ministry and, and found it um, that God has always prospered me in it. Um, and as I go through it, I find myself becoming more tempered in how I deliver, how I speak, and how I walk in God, because I cannot... Um, I cannot find myself in a position to be blamed because I must be blameless. Amen. I cannot find myself in a position to be hate or to provide hate because I have to demonstrate love. I cannot put myself in the position, amen, to lose my cool because I must be sober. I must contain the things of wisdom. I must be grave temperate and I must be sound in faith. And to find those things, I have to have self-discipline. To find those things, I must have self-control. So it takes self-control and discipline to find them, self-control and discipline to keep them, and self-control and discipline to share them. And with that, um, you start to work on your prayer life. You start to work on your walk with the Lord. And you start to work on your fasting and say, Lord, teach me discipline. God, teach me how to fight through myself, God. God, teach me how to walk through the things that are not in your will. God, teach me how to be excellent. Teach me how to walk in the pleasure you have called me to. God, if you don't mind, teach me how to do your will. Teach me how to walk in your way. And then you start going, God, please, if you don't mind, give me the gift, God, of language to your people. Teach me how to talk to your people, to all of them, not just the spectrum of those that I consider my target audience, but kind. If it's going to touch the four corners of the globe, somebody got to talk to them. Somebody got to deal with them. And God, do not let me get wayward in the things of this world. God, let your pleasure rest upon me. Let your blessings be in my heart and let your truth be in my spirit. I am Overseer Thomas A. Pulliam Sr., and we thank God for you. And we pray that the grace of God rest, rule, and abide with you. In our regular state, our benediction always come out of Jude 24 and 25, which I love in the name of Jesus. And it says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling 
and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. I declare that you shall walk in discipline and self-control. I call you blessed in Jesus' name. Hey, hey, it's so good. I love you too much, don't forsake you. Oh, oh. I want to bless you and embrace you. You gotta come to me because I don't chase you. But I suggest you choose me, but I won't make you. This how you get your breakthrough. Cause I really needed it. Felt your presence out there. I'm finally obedient. Thank you for your love.